And I think we have a better 2021 on the horizon, hopefully with a greater appreciation and lessons learned for everything we've gone through. Welcome to the Outperform Podcast. My name is Scott Welly. I'm an author, speaker, and the founder of Outperform the Norm, a global movement that helps people achieve peak performance in their personal and professional lives. I've spent my life working with top performers in business as well as athletics, and each week it's my aim and mission to bring you an inspiring person to share their personal stories and insights, or perhaps it'll be a personal message from me, but with one very simple goal in mind, to help you outperform. Your time is precious, and I want to thank you for spending with me here today. But just one small ask before we get started. If you find value from this podcast, the greatest way that you could possibly thank me would be to head on over to iTunes or whatever your favorite podcast platform happens to be and give it a five-star review. Also share it with somebody that you know that you would like to help outperform so we can all grow this movement together and strive to make the world a healthier, happier, higher performing place. Once again, thank you for being here. And without further ado, let's get started. Hello, all performers. Welcome to this, the final podcast episode of what has been absolutely the most unbelievable year, 2020. And I don't care where you're listening to this, what age you are, what your life experiences have been. I can't believe that you're probably going to disagree with me on that, right? Because it has just been a year absolutely unlike any other, not not a year that any of us ever saw coming, um, and certainly just a year that was strange and frustrating and disappointing and just weird in so many ways. But you're listening to this right now, so you're here. I want to commend you for that. And as we've gone through some of these unprecedented times, I really just wanted to cap off 2020 by sharing five quick things that I learned throughout the course of this year, because it's it kind of goes back to something you've heard me say on the podcast before. There is no failure. There's only feedback. Um, it'd be a weird way to look at a year as a failure, but I'd always just say, I truly believe that the only way you can fail at something is to make a mistake and to not learn something from it. And that holds true for change, for adversity, for crisis or anything else. So as we've kind of gone through this year, it's just my my hope and what I'm going to share here on just five things that I've learned. So this isn't uh, just a pandemic and, and social racial unrest and a crazy unprecedented year that is just going to waste. Um, it's definitely something that we've learned. So without further ado, let's go ahead and go to it. And the first thing that I learned is just number one is appreciation for the little things. And Every single person that I've talked to, I've always said it, we're missing something. You're missing something during this time. And that can be completely different for me versus you. I mean, but when we look at the appreciation for the little things, I have a greater appreciation. Strangely enough, I never realized how much I like people. And I'm sure that probably sounds really strange to you as somebody that speaks in front of large groups, but... It is one of those little things, the ability to get up in front of an audience and talk to them and put energy out and have energy come back and shake their hand afterwards and just talk with them before and after a speech. Like I never really realized how much I liked that and how much that meant to me until I had it taken away. 
And I used to joke to my girlfriend in pre-pandemic, I used to say these virtual speaking engagements, because I didn't do a lot of them. They were just every now and then. But I used to say these virtual events are great. Like I don't have to get on an airplane, stay in a hotel, rent a car. I can literally do it you know, at any point in time for anyone anywhere in the world. And you have to kind of be careful what you ask for, because obviously since March, almost everything has been virtual. And it's just one of those little things, just the connection with people and just being around people and even honestly above and beyond speaking, even just sitting next to people at a brewery or at a coffee shop, um, at a restaurant or anywhere else has just been one of those things that I don't ever know that I would have would have really realized the full appreciation I had for something like that until it was taken away. So however you're looking at it, I'm sure there's probably a little thing or a big thing that you're that you knew you appreciated before. And I'm not going to say I ever took any of these things for granted, but it is something that maybe you don't truly fully 100% appreciate until you don't have it anymore. So that's number one. Number two is the is the excuse me appearance of emergent leaders everywhere. And in my leadership book, I talk about the difference between appointed leaders and emergent leaders. Appointed leaders are people that have a title. And a title has been given to you by someone or by something or some company, some organization. It could be senior manager. It could be captain of the team. It could be president. It can be anything else. But appointed leaders have some type of title. And just because you have a title, it doesn't mean that people are necessarily going to listen to you or are going to follow you. Because I saw on so many different levels throughout 2020, the appearance of emergent leaders on a local level, on a state level, on a national level, on on a, a company level, whether we're talking about team, division, department, or the head of the company, you can be an appointed leader and be an emergent leader, but you don't necessarily have to have a title to be an emergent leader. You can do it from anywhere. And some of the people that I saw step up at all different times in all shapes and sizes was just really impressive to me. And kind of conversely, some of these people that, okay, they they seemed like maybe they were leaders when everything was great and it's 70 degrees and sunny and it's roses and rainbows and you know, nothing's going wrong, but you don't really truly learn about someone's character and you don't learn about someone's leadership when everything's going really well. So I'm not going to name names and I'm not going to give examples, but I did just catch myself, whether it was seeing something on social media or on the news or just seeing people putting things out on podcasts or videos or anything else that really just struck me large and small the emergent leaders and the people that really looked at this as we're going through an extremely difficult time and I need to do whatever I can to help and to be able to serve the people around me. And because they came at it from that mentality, whether they were in charge of a team or whether they were in charge of an entire company or country or anything else, they were able to emerge as a leader and they were able to stand out from the people around them. Number three is, is really more of an observation, I think. And it's, as strange as it sounds, it's the global connection that we all have as humans. 
Now, I'm not going to pretend that I'm the the greatest global traveler. Like I haven't been everywhere in the world. I've been I've been a few different places, South America, Europe a few times, um, Africa. And one of the things that I'm always struck by is regardless of, let's say, if you go to a different country and there might be different cultures and customs and traditions and languages. One of the things that I'm always struck by is at the end of the day, we are all still human beings and we do share that connection with people as human beings. And one of the things that I find interesting about this is, especially here in the States, where whether you travel a lot or whether you don't travel a lot, you know, sometimes we can think that some of the things that go on here on U.S. soil, whether it's, let's say, 9-11 or you know, the financial collapse of 2007-2008, we, we can think of some of these big events that maybe happen here in the U.S. and we can think, well, Everybody's got to be experiencing some part of this, right? Well, no, not necessarily. Like we're the U.S. still in the grand scheme of things is a pretty small fish in a very large global pond. And not everything that happens here even has an impact or an effect or other people in other countries probably even know about it. And the reason that I talk about the global connection here is I do find it interesting in that the thing about the pandemic and COVID-19 is you could literally go to any country, any city, any community on the planet, and they've been affected by this in some way. And I do think that just in a strange way, having that connection as human beings and to know that at the end of the day, health is is a tremendous blessing. We're going to talk more about that in a second. But to know that we are actually all connected through this global pandemic and through this crisis where it does not matter where you are, you've been affected in some way, I really just find interesting. And I don't know that there has ever been anything else on the planet that has probably connected us that way. Maybe not throughout history. And I do find that to be something that we should ponder, something that we should think about, something that maybe we should remember as far as how we treat other people and maybe how, how we look at other countries and look at different things. It's just to know that at the end of the day, we are all human beings. We all do care about each other um, and we all do share this experience Um and we have shared this experience as far as the pandemic and, and COVID-19. So that's number three. Number four is just the rethinking how we work and the ways we work. And especially for, because I speak to a lot of companies and organizations, especially I think the old school ones, they're like, well, you have to come into the office. We have to have our people together all the time. And whether you're coming into the office or maybe you traveled a lot for your job before and it was always, well, you have to be on the road. I mean, you have to be meeting with other team members or customers or clients face-to-face. -face. Well, what this actually forced you to do is it forced you to rethink being able to work remotely and being able to work virtually. And yes, it will be very interesting when we quote-unquote transition into our new normal, how much of this virtual and this remote work actually stays with us and still exists, but it forced us into having to be able to be productive and 
having to be able to perform when you were working remotely and when you were working virtually. This is one of the biggest things that I talk about when I do peak performance workshops and productivity workshops is your job, regardless of what your position, what your title might be in your job description, is to produce some type of result. It's not necessarily to be together with people or to be face-to-face. It's how can I take the resources that I have to produce a given result? And the interesting thing that I think a lot of companies, teams, organizations have seen during this time is you can actually produce a pretty doggone good result working remotely or working virtually. And I do hope that there is some part of that that stays with us after we again get into our new normal where people will maybe have a little bit greater freedom and and you know just just maybe greater balance let's say personally and or professionally where it doesn't have to be well I'm on the road all the time or I'm at the office all the time because I do think it provides a greater balance between that personal and professional life when you realize you can still produce that result from working remotely or working virtually. And last but not least, number five, is to remember that health is a blessing. And I've kind of been saying it from day one. Our our greatest defense is our body's defense. And as we've gone through this, something that, again, is, I mean, the sheer number of people that have passed away and have gotten sick from COVID is, is just absolutely staggering. But, It forced us to look at, hopefully, how are we actually taking care of ourselves and what are the decisions we're making? And I'm well aware that there will be some people that will probably get vaccinated and will just slide right back into all of the lifestyle behaviors that they had before. But it is my greater hope, and I'm talking from an unhealthy standpoint, it is my greater hope that there will be some small percentage of the population that will say, you know what, that pandemic actually woke me up to some of the lifestyle choices that I was making. I was a person that had maybe multiple comorbidities, let's say, and I didn't even realize how poorly I was taking care of myself with the stress of work and just the stress of daily life. And I actually had to reprioritize what health meant to me and to really think about what are the choices I'm making on a daily basis and how is that impacting my quality of life and how is that, how am I even looking at my own health? Because I think this has opened our eyes to, I've talked to a lot of people that unfortunately have had, have had peers, have had colleagues, have had family members, friends that have either gotten very, very sick or have passed away from COVID. And I think it should be something for us to look at and to say, you know, I'm not saying you have to be running marathons and eating nothing but steamed broccoli and chicken breasts, but for us to actually look at our health is a blessing. The choices that we're making on a daily basis are impacting our susceptibility to illness and infection. And the better that we take care of ourselves. that at the end of the day is our best defense against something like this. Yes, I'm a fan of vaccinations and I will get vaccinated as well. But at the end of the day, in a normal, healthy, 
person that is taking care of themselves and making the right choices in regards to nutrition, sleep, exercise, stress, they should be able to fight off any illness, any infection that comes their way and still be okay. So again, those five things, appreciation for the little things, the appearance of emergent leaders, large and small, the global connection that we all have as human beings, rethinking ways that we can work virtually and remotely and still be able to produce a result, and to remember that health is a blessing. Those are the five things that I learned in 2020. I always try to just find some glimmer of of hope and, and a bright light and kind of a silver lining, you know, at the end of the gray cloud. And I think this year has certainly been challenging for all of us. And I'm not going to pretend that it was easy to even record this podcast and to really think about what are the things that I've, that I've learned and what is the good, what are the highlights that have come out of this. But uh, I have zero doubt that we are actually on a path forward that is positive Um, I do think there's a light at the end of the tunnel. You already see people getting vaccinated at the time that this podcast is being recorded. Um, And I think we have a better 2021 on the horizon, hopefully with a greater appreciation and lessons learned for everything we've gone through. So I want to wish you, as always, the best of health, happiness, high performance. Thanks for being here. Take care and happy new year. Hello, Outperformers. Three more quick things before we sign off here today. First and foremost, thank you so much for listening to this episode. I understand how many different podcasts are out there, and I do not take a single second of your time for granted because time is truly our most valuable asset. It is our most precious commodity, and I appreciate you taking that time and you spending it with us here today. Second, if you found value in this podcast, maybe you've noticed, but podcasting has gotten quite popular as of late. And if you would like to help support the Outperforming Movement and the Outperform Podcast, one of the best ways that we can get it found is for you to give it a favorable review and rating on whatever your favorite podcasting platform happens to be. So head on over to iTunes, head on over to Google Play, and give it a favorable review. And while you do that, also share it with someone else that you know that is just like you, is driven by growth and wanting to be the best personally and professionally in every single thing that they do. Number three, if you want even more tools and tips and strategies to be able to be your best personally and professionally, head on over to scottwelly.com. That's S-C-O-T-T-W-E-L-L-E. There are loads of different resources for you on everything from goal setting and grit to resiliency and focus to confidence and motivation and routines and habits and everything that you can possibly imagine to help you be your absolute best every single day, personally and professionally. Once again, if you'd like to access those free resources, head on over to scottwelly.com, S-C-O-T-T-W-E-L-L-E. So as I sign off, thank you again for spending your time with me here today. Keep outperforming and as always, wish you the best of health, happiness, and high performance. Have a great day.